Uh, Fuck's I mean, sake. I would recommend anybody to watch Ted Lasso. Would you stop promoting another show? For Go watch Ted Lasso. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Always a Thursday podcast. Always recorded on a Wednesday. Always with Corey and Daniel. Do we still well, have to? Do we still have to say this? I feel like I have to say yeah. it. Yeah, it's a good idea to say it. Yeah, I, I feel like everybody that's ever watched the show heard you say that at well, least fifteen times. Yeah, everybody that's ever watched it said, heard me say it because I say it every time. But anybody who hasn't watched it yet has never heard that before. I think it's important information. Yes, that is the important thing is if anybody's listening that hasn't listened, it's important information to have. Something I've been thinking about, which is not something we discussed about talking about, is, you know, in order to grow something these days, like on Twitch or anything like that, a podcast, TikTok is a good platform to grow on. What do you fellas think about maybe clipping up some uh, things from the show and posting them on TikTok? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> That's what I think. That's Dude, we, we show up every Wednesday and do this. Okay, you're in charge of TikTok. Oh, good Lord. What do you say? I also found, I found one, Tony. You told me to look for a joke. Okay, give Are me a ready? joke. I'm ready for the joke. <clears throat> What's Forrest Gump's password? I don't know. One forest. Wow. One forest. One. That's a terrible joke. I looked up the worst joke. And Val. <laughs> I'm actually derailed. There is some more. There is some more in there. You better believe it. What if this is somebody's first time listening to this show? Uh, they've already turned it off. Hey, Fair your enough. new chair, Tony, makes you look fucking large and in charge, but I love it. You like yeah, this? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I love it. You've it's, got a fucking throne over there. It's very comfortable. It grabs me a little bit. It yeah. grabs my hips a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got magnets. Yeah. There's magnets everywhere. Yeah, if I've got it. another one for you, Tony. Okay, I'm ready. Go. What did the horse say after it tripped? Help, I've fallen and I can't giddy up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Contenders or pretenders is what we're talking about today. And quarterbacks on the move. <laughs> Are you done? Is this over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm shocked that you stuck with the joke thing because I was kind of hoping we would do that before we started, not after we started. We're good, we're good. Let's go. Today we're going to look at a couple of teams in the AFC and a couple of teams in the NFC and decide whether or not they are contenders or pretenders. Now, none of these teams are going to be absolute locks for the playoffs. Kansas City, Buffalo Bills, uh, just two teams come straight to the top of my mind. We expect them to be in the playoffs. We expect them to do well. Anything could happen. They might not do well. Uh, But we we have expectations for them. Some of these teams, uh, let's look at the Ravens, the Bengals. Good teams, right? We expect they probably will make the playoffs. But let's have a conversation about whether or not they will be able to make a push significantly down to the playoffs. 
or whether or not we think they're one of the well, first they both, teams. They both clinched, so they're both officially in. Sure, sure. And and so I'm saying, yeah. are they, are you following the logic that I'm putting down so far? They're in the playoffs, but yeah, yeah. but do they belong there? Uh, I guess that's yeah, kind sure, of gotcha, that's gotcha. kind of what I'm getting at. I've got a list of some teams for the AFC, a list of the teams for the NFC. We don't have to go over all of them, uh, but let's do that. And then we've got a few, we've got a little bit of quarterback news with, uh, you know, Derek Carr has got some, he's on the rocks a little bit. Marcus Mariota has excused himself. Um, what the fuck are we going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo next year? Uh, we, let's talk about that too. So let's not labor too much on any one of these topics. Make sense? Which of these AFC teams have clinched? I should have put an asterisk. The Bengals, the Ravens. Chargers. Chargers. They've all clinched. Is that right? Yes. yes. And Miami is not. Miami's on the bubble. Correct. Are there any other AFC Which, teams? Where they will remain. Okay. So are there any other AFC teams other than those four that we think should be in the category? Jacksonville. Okay. I like that. Absolutely. Because they're probably going to beat the Titans next week. The okay. Titans game doesn't matter this week. It's whoever wins. Jags, Titans next week. Clinches that division in a playoff spot. Yeah, that's a playoff game. Are they flexing that game at all? Have you guys heard Sunday Night Football or anything? They should. It would be a good game to flex. Uh, I can't think of anything else in the AFC. I mean, if we're talking pretenders or contenders, if I just go down the list, like Chargers, I'm not really super high on. Like, I think there's a chance they can make a little splash in the playoffs, maybe sneak into the AFC Championship. But I don't see them as a Super Bowl team. I think Absolutely Ravens not. Ravens are probably a first or a second weekend team. Miami... <clears throat> First of all, God bless Tua, man. What a rough season. Um, I hope he uh, can get healthy, you know, whether he's playing football or not. I just I hope he can stay healthy. And then, uh, yeah, Miami, I don't know. It, I don't think Tua's going to play again this year uh, without him. I think they're a competitive team, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl team or an AFC Championship team. Bengals, I think, are definitely a contender. Yep. Right now, they're my favorite, my favorite to come out of the AFC. Uh, they play well against um, the Chiefs, and they're playing the, the Bills this weekend, so we're going to find out a lot there. And Jacksonville's hot. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a team like Jacksonville made it to the AFC Championship, snuck in, um, and then from there you can do anything. So I, so we've talked about Trevor Lawrence before. This is what, you know, the talent that Trevor Lawrence is, this, this year's the performance I expected out of him last year. Like Andrew Luck's rookie season, he was 11-5, and five, just carried the team, put him on his back. But the coaching was just so bad last year. You, you just can't fault him. And this year you're seeing what Trevor Lawrence can be, and it's, it's really impressive. <clears throat> uh, Jacksonville could have a hold on the AFC South for the foreseeable future unless these other teams can get quarterback situation figured out. Uh, Jacksonville's hot. They could be dangerous. Uh, I still like the Bengals more, though. I don't really disagree with any of that, and – I got to thinking today about Jacksonville, and I should have put him on here. Um, I'm actually really glad you mentioned it because this offseason, this was the offseason we added Christian Kirk, right? Big deal. Christian Kirk goes to Jacksonville this this year, or was he there last year? It was this year. That's what I thought. And we were all, like, scratching our heads. We are like, why the fuck is anybody paying Christian Kirk that much money? Like, he has a lot of money. He hasn't done anything. He's just a guy. Um, <laughs> and LaVisca Chenault, he's gone, right? We're like, what the fuck's going on here? Nobody understands what's happening. There's not a superstar on the roster that's going to carry the load of the team. And somehow, somehow Trevor Lawrence has elevated all of them. Zay Jones is having incredible season. 
Christian Kirk looks like an alpha. Like, I don't know who the alpha is on the team. I don't think it's going to be Christian Kirk forever. I hope to God that they can get a prototype guy. But Christian Kirk's getting the fucking job done. He is absolutely getting it done. Um, and I think it's in part due to coaching, like you said. The Urban Meyer experiment was a disaster. Uh, oh, God, I can see his face, but I can't. Eagles, former Eagles coach, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson thank you. Um, yeah, he really turned this team around. I don't know if he had anything to do with Tua's development or if Tua just needed a little more time for things to slow down. But Tua has Trevor. been putting Trevor. Jesus. Yeah, I was thinking, sorry. Um, Trevor has absolutely put this team on his back, and he's risen everybody else around him to a new level. I think it just shows if there's somebody competent in there with a talent like that, you should in turn be able to win some games that you wouldn't otherwise. So I think that's yeah. ultimately what's going on here. I mean, look at the look at the passing options that he's got, right? We're talking about Christian Kirk. I mean, obviously, if the team really wanted him and he was worth the money, he wouldn't be leaving the team that drafted him, right? So I would put him in kind of like a cast-off category. You got Zay Jones as your number two, also cast-off. Cast off. Evan, Evan Ingram, nobody wanted him. They took a chance. They signed him. He's okay. going to get a long deal. So, He's going to get a deal. Yeah, and I was, I was reading, actually, um, a I think it was like yesterday that he really bet on himself this year. And it's going to, it's going to really benefit him because I think they're, I think he signed for like, I don't know, what was it like 8 million or something, but he's going to, he's going to come out pretty, pretty hefty uh, paid day after this. And wouldn't be surprised if it was the Jags that wanted to keep him because they're, they're figuring it out with him. And uh, oh. this is kind of a, kind of a lethal offense when Trevor is on. So um, yeah, I actually believe in the Jags more than I do the Ravens or the Chargers. To be honest, I would oh, wow. agree with that. Have, I would agree with that. <clears throat> so we're just saying have less red flags. The Chargers have looked very underwhelming, awful. Yeah. So awful. they played the Titans two weeks ago. Couldn't move the ball on the Titans. Okay, terrible defense, terrible secondary. You got two really good, healthy now wide receivers, and you have Justin Herbert, and he could not move the ball at all. I was at this game on Monday night, and they looked awful against the Colts. Um, so this is a very uninspiring team going into the playoffs, and Dude, they're definitely going to get bounced early. On Monday Night Football, they were talking about how Justin Herbert could be in the elite category. I am not there on him. I thought that last year. I don't think that anymore. It's just, it's very underwhelming. Like, he's got all the tools. He just doesn't make it pop, you know? He, he doesn't. He just doesn't create any magic, I feel like. There's something missing because he had it last year. He threw, like, 40-something touchdowns last year. And was like setting records that Pat Mahomes doesn't even own of like the first couple years in the league and what you're doing statistically. But this year, I mean, I know he got hurt. Keenan Allen's been hurt. Mike Williams has been hurt. It's like it's they've never really had this in sync. Correct. But they now they're all healthy, healthy and he looks terrible. I don't know what's going on. So and the same, uh, you know, it's not like they had a coaching regime change. He has the same OC, same head coach. They they're just not the team they were last year. And tons and tons of injuries. Um, that doesn't help either. Offensive line injuries. Their yeah. defense was supposed to be just absolutely stacked. Um, and you know they've had injury after injury. So the, this Chargers team has had a lot of injury issues this year. Yeah, Derwin James is a fucking idiot, by the way. And <laughs> but with all that being said. The reason Chargers have a little hope in my eyes just because if they can find some rhythm in these last two weeks, they've got all the tools to make it happen. We sure. just at, at this time they don't have it. I think yeah, you guys have haven't seen it. I think you guys are way too hard on Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't think he's the problem. He hasn't played well, but he hasn't played poorly. 
uh, either. And the team's been really, really hurt. I Clearly, he's not a Patrick Mahomes, right? Because Mahomes is going to be able to make some stuff happen when there's nothing around him. Uh, but, but those Mahomes, we hold these guys to such high standards. Mahomes is the new Tom Brady and the new Peyton Manning. Like, this is an untouchable name. Uh, there just aren't very many of those guys. Don't be surprised if, and I think that the Chargers are a pretender this year. They can't stay healthy. They can't get it together. But don't be surprised if next year we're doing a 180 again and we're like, oh, my God, Justin Herbert's the fucking goat again. Holy shit, we got the new Peyton Manning here all over. Like, it's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. This year, he's already matched his rookie year in production across the board. The only difference is he's got a few a few less touchdowns. Um, but given everything that that team has had to deal with, I'm not putting it on the quarterback. There's just too much going on there. So I think we're saying the Chargers are pretenders. Jacksonville's a surprise contender. And we like the Bengals. But the Ravens and Miami are not going to make it work long term. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. So we think that Jacksonville has a chance to make it to an AFC title game. Is that what you're saying? There's a chance. Potential. All you got to do is get there. But yeah, um, going back to Justin Herbert, just really quick. If you would have asked me preseason uh, before this year started, name your top three quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Justin Herbert would have been in that category for me. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if he's there next year. Um, like you said, at the end of next year, if they – come out and they do what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, time will tell. Super uh, talented. Anything else on the AFC before we go to the NFC? I think it's, uh, I think it's like Corey said, it's down to three teams for me. I, I listed. It's going to be Chiefs, four. Bengals, Bills. One of those one of those teams will represent the AFC in the, in the Super Bowl. Oh, oh I see. I see. Um, yeah. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills is your prediction for who will tier, be the Super tier, Bowl. Tier above the rest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite, Daniel? Ooh. I'm going to say Chiefs. You can't deny them right now. The Bills yeah. the Bills have had some underwhelming games and have been not really shut down, but head-scratching games. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the Chiefs haven't really had those. And the games that they've lost, you know, it was a heartbreaker in Indy. They just played keep away. Um, and then some other teams got the recipe with that. I mean, the, the only one that's not a head or that is a head scratcher was Houston, but they just, it's kind of an any given Sunday type thing with that. So I think they just took them off guard, but um, yeah, the, I think the chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I wrote down five teams for the NFC. Also the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Eagles, the Packers and Tampa Bay. Anybody else need to add or take off this list? Uh, Panthers. <laughs> you, want me to put the, you want me to put the, are you serious? No, we were just talking about it. If the Panthers beat the Bucks this week and they win next week, the Panthers in Carolina are hosting a playoff game. Do you think that they're a pretender or a contender? I'll ask you that. Absolute pretender. Okay. Like, are they pretending? That's what I'm. So that's it's part of the qualifications yeah, they're here. They're not. They're not going anywhere. Okay. They're not going anywhere. I don't even. What think, about the Lions? What about the Lions? Okay, the Lions. I'll throw them on the they list. They can technically still make it. Yeah, we'll throw them on the list because we can. And uh, they they would be a yeah. lot more exciting to watch. Okay. I wouldn't want to play the Lions. This is not about yeah. whether or not they're going to make the playoffs, Daniel. 
So the Panthers could make the playoffs, but I didn't put them on the list because if they make it to the playoffs, it's an absolute fucking accident. Like they didn't mean to make it to the playoffs. So right. that's why I'm saying they're not a pretender because they're not pretending to be good. They're not a contender because there's no fucking chance they're going to go anywhere. So they don't need uh, either quality. I get you. There's a lot of pretenders in the NFC. I'll say that. Yeah. What about like the Giants? Do you want to list the I whole NFC? I mean, I they're pretenders. Yeah, I mean, I think they're pretenders too, but they're not even—they're going to be in the playoffs, ninety-five percent chance. Okay. There's only two teams that I'm confident in in the NFC that could even get to the NFC Championship game, and I really hope these two teams play each other. Okay. What are the two teams now? Are they? Are these teams so obvious that yeah. they're excluded? Like extreme contender, and then everybody else kind of is pretending. Sure. Yes, it's the Eagles and the 49ers. Ooh, baby. So the 49ers, those are that's a team that I took out of it. We can let's put them at your top tier. Like yeah. they, they're not a pretender and they're not a contender because we expect it. Like uh sure. Like it is absolutely expected. Vikings, pretender. Okay. Cowboys, pretender. Pretender for the Cowboys. Yeah. They're right in the middle, but go, we all know what's gonna happen. Go into that. We've talked about the Vikings um for a little <laughs> bit and we don't need to do that again. We we talked about yeah. specifically the close games. Um and they do it. They did it again and again and again. They're winning by two yeah. points at a time. It's not going to work in the postseason, especially sustainable, especially yeah. late night games against the best defenses in the league. But right. tell me about the Cowboys. They, it's it's kind of the Chargers like look for me. I but also, so the Chargers are there for the first time since Justin Herbert's career started, right? But Dak, ever since Dak has taken over this team, they've been in the playoffs. Well, except for his injury year, you know, but they they just find ways to blow it every year. You know, it's to <laughs> everybody that's not a Cowboys fan loves when the Cowboys lose in the playoffs because it happens every single year. And sure, they are 11 and four and they're. I mean, they, they should win their division, um, but I just. There's just something about them that's un- they're they're a great team. They have a lot of talent. Dak, Zeke, Tony Pollard, you know, CeeDee Lamb's showing out. Uh, Michael Gallup's coming back from his injury, super strong. Dalton Schultz recovered from his injury. He's getting back there. They have a great defense. Just something about them just tells me that they are not going far again this year. But on paper, absolutely contender. They could be in the Super Bowl, but we all know what's going to happen. Yeah, with the Cowboys, they don't have like the. I don't know. It feels like a hodgepodge of talent to me. Like San Francisco, they've got their shit together, right? They've got a system. It works. Their defense is smothering every single week. Their offense clicks every single week. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback. But the Cowboys, they can struggle on either end of the ball, I feel like. And it could happen any week. And just Dak Prescott isn't that guy that can carry him there. So, yeah, the, them falling on their face is definitely a probability. I would definitely agree with Daniel. Um Philadelphia and San Fran is the matchup I like the most, but I feel like if San Fran got to the Super Bowl, if they played like a Chiefs or a <clears throat> Bengals, they may not be able to keep up in that scenario just because because of the quarterback play. I mean, that'd be a big proposition for Brock Purdy. Uh, but real quick, fun fact: How many teams do you think in the NFC have a positive point differential? Nah. If you had to guess, four. Daniel? I was going to say three. Okay. Four is the answer. Okay. 
I think that shows you how bad this conference is. I mean, it's Philadelphia, Minnesota, San Fran, Dallas. Those are your four teams with the positive. And Minnesota just got over the positive. I mean, just this, I've pr- it had to have been in the last week or two. And then everybody it's crazy else. Crazy because they're 12 and three. Yeah, just stinkers right now. Giants, <laughs> Commanders, Bucks, Seahawks, Lions, Packers, Panthers. Yeah, I um, thought we were going to be shocked by one of these very winning franchises with with a stat like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, if a team like the Packers can get in, maybe they make a splash. They get hot at the end of the season. I don't know. But it's it, they've got a long road ahead of them still. I think they the Packers are just junk. I think, got a long road ahead of them. I think the Packers have a long road ahead of them, but I think they're contenders. I think they're getting hot when it matters. I think that Aaron Rodgers' thumb or his finger, whatever it was that was hurt, I think that he affected him so much more than he actually let on. Like, honestly, I feel like he may have known. Listen, Jordan Love didn't play fantastic. The four drives or whatever it was he was in this season. But you put Jordan Love in for four games and they have success immediately, that could be a big problem. That could be a really big problem for for Aaron Rodgers' pocketbook. He's not an idiot. And I don't think he's ready to quit football. So as long as he wants to be around, he's going to tough it out. He's going to be the guy in the locker room that he needs to be. I don't think the locker room doesn't like him. Like, I think I personally probably wouldn't like Aaron Rodgers very much. But it seems like the football guys, they all kind of get behind him for one reason or another. Uh, he just speaks a language I don't speak. I think his thumb, the point of this was, I think the hand injury that he had affected him a lot more. I think Christian Watson was young and an elite talent that was very young and maybe wasn't quite ready enough. And now we're seeing it. I mean, it was like that. And the kid exploded over and over and over and over again. Who was Devontae Adams? Right? Like who? What? Yeah. Imagine. Aaron Rodgers gets into the playoffs, which is a long shot. What did we say today? 36%. We looked it up before the show. I mean, this is not a, this is not a lock. They need some help. But if they can get into the playoffs... They're contenders immediately. Watch out. I'm not saying they will. They may not. They may not at all. So it could be all much to do about nothing. Uh, But this is a team that would be deadly. Uh, Any thoughts on that? And then let's go to Tampa Bay next. I don't have any thoughts on Green Bay. I think Tampa Bay is completely fake. If if they meet a team in the playoffs they could put up in the 20s, they're done. What happened? No offense. What happened to Tampa Bay? Why are they so bad? Is it Gronk? It's Brady. Is it? It's Grady. Brady. Yeah, Brady needs to retire. He's done. Have you guys watched a Bucks game in depth this year? Not in depth. There's been a lot of red zone, but not in depth. Yeah, it's it's pathetic. Like yeah, if you just... go to Bucks game, it's. I mean, oh my god. I want you guys to guess because this player is on the Bucks. Mike Evans, perennial thousand yard, ten touchdown oh, guy. No. Right. Is this the first year? No, just I want you to guess how many touchdowns Mike Evans has, and he's played oh, all year. Three. Like one or two. Three. Three, yeah. And he had two in one game. Yeah. Uh, well, how so many he's yards? he's scored in two games. Do you have a stats in front of you? How many yards has he got? Is he going to hit 1,000? Hitting 1,000 isn't even special anymore. Well, That's it's only special because he's done it every year forever. Yeah. Let me see. I had different stats in front of me, but I can find that really easily. But, yeah, he is – Brady is tanking this this team. I, it's it's incredible. Um, he is at nine hundred and seventeen okay. right now. So he'll get a thousand. 
He's hit a thousand yards since 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since yeah. you were a baby. <laughs> but also last year he had 14 touchdowns the year before that 13 touchdowns. So those are the Tom Brady years. And this year he has three and has been healthy all year. Awesome. So <clears throat> the Buccaneers, I would, I, I completely agree with everything you guys just said. But if Tom Brady gets to the playoffs, I mean that's his home, boys. That's his home. Yep. I just play. I just placed a bet this weekend. It was Bengals, Buccaneers Super Bowl. It's like plus eighty five hundred. If he just gets in, that's all he's got to do is get in, and he's just got to win three three football games. He's in the Super Bowl. I already know he's the goat, but if that happens, I'll be speechless. <laughs> I, listen, how many? How many times in the last five years have you doubted him? He's pulled two Super Bowls out of his ass. Yeah, it, yeah. it just, it's, in my mind, this is a Tom Brady year. And I. You've I, been I saying just, it so long. And and I. I've, I've, you've been I've saying been it. Saying you that. stuck with it. And what kind of testament is it that that team looks so fucking bad? But honestly, all three of us are sitting here and none of us are willing to say there's no way that could happen. Like, none of us are willing to say it, despite all the fact do they haven't put up points. The defense has sucked. Like, all across the, the all across the entire thing, this team has just looked like shit. But the second we hit into the postseason, none of us are willing to count them out. None of us. I wouldn't even bet the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, if they beat, is it Carolina this weekend? They're probably in, right? Uh, Carolina, Carolina's Carolina got to win out. Clinch it. Carolina yeah. can if Carolina wins out, then Carolina's in. If Carolina loses, it's going to be Tampa's de- division. Yeah. yeah, right. I think they play each other this weekend. Yeah, they, they yeah. Do. This is the yeah. week. This is it. This yeah. is for the division, basically. Yeah, this is a playoff game for uh, Carolina this weekend. So, yeah, I, don't, I I smashed it. Bucks, Bengals, Super Bowl. Bucks, Bengals, Super Bowl. Lions and the Giants are our last two teams to talk about. Um, and this one is a little more difficult for me. Why don't you guys go first? On who? Sorry. Whichever, the Lions or the Giants. Uh, Corey, you can go ahead and talk about the Lions. I know you're very passionate. I, I love the Lions. I, love the, I wouldn't want to play them right now, especially if they made it into the playoffs. I'm trying to pull up their um, – actually, I might have it on another tab here. I do. The Lions currently have a 17% chance of making the playoffs. So they're probably not going to get there. Um, but if they were, they're not a team I would want to play. I could see them making making it to weekend two, the divisional round. But I don't see them as a contender. I wouldn't want to play them. But I, don't, I just don't think they have enough juice overall to uh, get there. I could see a wild card weekend. Holy shit, the fucking Lions get their first playoff win and who knows fucking how long. But sure. It ain't going to happen. It, 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 NFC Championship ain't happening for the Lions if they make it to the playoffs. The Lions are another I team I, I wouldn't bet against, though. I don't expect them to make it in. Uh, but it's another. It's a similar feeling to Tampa Bay. Like, that that group has a, a sauce about them that they haven't had in as long as I've ever watched football. They're a great team, too. So it's not just, you know, you can't just feel good and have a good locker room and be on a roll. Like, none of that shit matters when Jalen Hurts rushes for fucking 150 yards and three touchdowns down your throat by himself, right? None of that matters. Uh, But they've got all the moxie in the world. They've got all the talent. They just fucking traded away TJ Hawkinson, and you'd never even know he was gone. One of the best players in football. And you wouldn't even know. Like, what the hell's going on here? 
I don't think that this is their year. But like Corey said, if they're in the playoffs and I'm any other team, I really don't want to fuck with it. I would really rather I'd really rather have the Vikings. I'd rather have the Giants. I'd rather have the I'd rather have Tom Brady. In a lot of ways, I'd rather play against Tampa Bay than the Giants. I'm not going to call them a contender. I'm not going to call them a pretender either. I almost want to exclude them completely from the category because they don't belong here. This is another team we didn't expect to have this much success so soon. I think we'll be talking about them for a while. I think next year, they're a playoff team. Like next year, with the with a couple of right decisions from the front office, then we're going to be talking about a team that you really don't want to fuck with. I, d- I know we've brought it up before, but uh, the Lions have the Rams pick this year, right? They do. Yeah. They have the Rams uh, pick right for the next 15 years. The Rams are a top 10 pick. <laughs> Are the Lions going to fuck it all up and draft a quarterback this year? Or do they go defense and try to improve on that side of the ball? I think they need so many more pieces on defense. They're not like a piece away or even two pieces away. I think it would be beneficial for the Lions to trade out of that spot and try and acquire multiple, like maybe a, a later first and then maybe like a second and a third or something like that, depending on who's available there. I think that would be a perfect trade for the Lions. I Dude, love it. Goff's, Goff's had such a good year. 26 That's, touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's almost got 4,000 yards. That's the direction they, I was yeah, going to go. They, they need some help on um, offensive line, which is which has been better, uh, but they really need some defensive help. They need defensive backs. They need safeties. They need linebackers. They just need help. So they... Um, they, they just need to acquire more assets. If the Lions can be a perennial playoff team for the next three years, I think we're talking about one of the biggest steals of a trade ever. 100%. If, if, if they hang on to Jared Goff and just ride it out, the guy can play football. The guy can play football. He may not be the fucking superstar, but he can win you football games. He's been to the Super Bowl. If they can build around him and just keep it rolling, one of the biggest steals ever. And he might not Especially, be the guy. He might not be the guy, but... You don't have to do that right now. You're paying him anyway. You bought his contract. Like you're you're gonna pay him anyway. So fucking. It's probably a steal. I don't know what his contract is, but he's got to be a steal right now. It was not a steal. It was a very expensive. It wasn't. Now it might be. Okay. Maybe maybe (laughs) there was was a restructure. Then, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe there was a restructure or something. But um, well, so many guys have gotten paid since. And I hear that that doesn't look as bad. Even still, the the deal wasn't a good deal at the time. Um, No, it was a bankrupt. The Rams deal. It was. Um, hey, but the Rams got a Super Bowl. They got their payoff. They did. Yep. They did. Uh, speaking of QBs, let's just move on. I don't want to talk about the Giants. Do you want to talk about the Giants at all? Nope. No. Okay. So I don't think I would. Dude, I, I haven't even seen any highlights of the Giants this year. I got to Terrible. look in. Hate I know. It. Hate them. They're boring. Saquon's amazing. But uh, outside of that, I would absolutely hate to watch them. So they're pretenders. It was that easy. Yep. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> Wowie, wowie. We talked about Jared Goff and whether or not they'd move on from him. There are a few quarterbacks that we know they're going to be separating from their teams. One of them is Jimmy Garoppolo. I guess we don't know it, but he wasn't the guy. They couldn't find a trade partner. They stuck to their guns, basically, right? They named um, Jesus Trey Lance the starter for a game. God rest Trey Lance's soul. I hope he can come back healthy. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got thrust <laughs> he back didn't in. Die, Tony. Well, I He'll mean, be back. It, it was it was just not a good situation. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, hey, all I gotta say is real quick on that: if Brock Purdy can do it, he's doing in winning games. Just wait till Trey Lance gets in there. Well, if Brock Purdy can take this team to 
I mean, an NFC title game or to a Super Bowl, which we're talking about could happen with Brock Purdy. Like, nobody's being like, hey, well, you got the third string quarterback in here. We're talking about the last fucking pick in the draft taking this team to a potential Super Bowl here. I don't know. That you, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do, but they don't roster all three of these quarterbacks. Yeah, you get rid of Jimmy and keep Brock and Lance as your starter until he proves otherwise. So what do we do? And now you know what you have at Purdy. So what do we do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Any ideas? Um, Wait. I mean, Denver? there's a QB carousel coming. Denver. Yeah, yeah Denver. <laughs> Imagine. Miami, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to happen. We don't know. Tua might end up retiring from this. I mean, there there's going to be a lot of QB movement going on this offseason. Jimmy will be able to find a home if he's healthy. That was the reason he didn't. Um, a lot of teams were concerned from his health, is what I've read. And he had an offseason to recover, and he looked great, and now he's hurt again. But if he can prove that he is healthy, he'll find a job. That's how, That's what I feel. Fair enough. Did you guys see uh, Mike McDaniel's press conference today? No. I can't stand Mike McDaniel. I, I, bet fuck, it was I, I fucking love him. I bet it was terrible. What did he say? <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> why, do, why, do, why don't you like Mike McDaniel? He is such a weirdo. He's a fucking swag daddy, dude. Dude, <laughs> What's he a swag is so daddy? weird. Fuck? Fucking Mike McDaniel. <laughs> okay, okay. He looks to me like dad is the head coach and dad is on vacation. So he's taken over in the meantime. That's the vibe <laughs> I get from Mike McDaniel. And it's like, yeah, I don't care. I could say whatever I want. Cause daddy's team. I love Mike he's McDaniel. Such a, he's such a weirdo. I love, I, I don't know. I think he, I love it. Anyways. When was he good. was joking during that press conference a couple weeks ago when they were playing Justin Fields and they're like, yeah, Justin Fields kept running on you. How do you feel about that? Like, what'd you say to Justin Fields? And he's like, I told him to stop running on us and he wouldn't take the coaching. And like people were like, were we supposed to laugh at that? Cause that was pretty awkward. And he's like, I thought, I thought uh, that's the he, swag daddy right there. He's a weirdo. He well, is a weirdo. They were, they were commenting on Cause he was chirping. He was chirping at him on the sideline. Yeah. Is, is the he clip. Just, whatever. What did he say? What was the press? Conference? Anyways, it was, it was kind of doom and gloom. Like it was, he, he said it wasn't his place to talk about to his personal life. Uh, in that the doctors had told him that Tua doesn't need to be concerned about his future right now. He needs to be concerned about his day to day. And it was just very like, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of positivity that came out of it. Um, and basically he wasn't going to like, there was no future of Tua talk. It was very, it was, if we could pull it up, I, I tried to find it on Twitter again. I saw it on um, Fox sports one on my lunch break today, but uh, I couldn't find it on Twitter. And it was just, it was a very interesting, very interesting conversation they had in his press conference. I'm, I'm worried about Tua's future. My biggest concern with Tua is that he's getting these concussions with his head bouncing off the turf. I mean, how many games, how many times a game does a quarterback get hit, you know, not necessarily even just sack, just, you know, right after he throws the ball, he goes down and his head bounces off the turf. It happens two, three, four times a game, and that's what's causing his concussions. I mean, I don't see any scenario where his health will be sustainable through the future with what I've seen. And it's really sad. I, I, and you guys, I love Tua. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. He's played really well this year when he had weapons and coaching. And I'm afraid this might be the end. He's had three this year. 
That's three in like scary. three months. That's a it's huge, not this year. huge problem. It's three in yeah. three months. It's, yeah, it's bad. And they're they're just hits that any other quarterback would probably just get up from. And I don't know if it's genetics or what, but for some reason, the way he, when his back of his head bounces off that turf, it's just it's the it's a concussion for him. And it's really sad. It's unfortunate. Uh, well, the thing with that is. It takes a lot of time. Your brain doesn't heal very fast. I mean, it takes a long time for your brain to heal from impact. And I'm not a brain doctor, right? I'm like, I'm not any of those things. But I know enough to know that multiple concussions in a short period of time, like two in a week, is like life, life-threateningly dangerous. Like you could die immediately at any given point. Just fucking die. Um, three in three months doesn't sound that much different than two in a week. I mean, when we're being really totally honest here, talk about two or three different parts of your brain getting whacked. Uh, that's a lot of brain taking a lot of damage. And, and yeah, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Um, you wonder, though, on, on one side we say this, and we say it because we're aware. You know, there was a time not very long ago that nobody had any idea what a fucking concussion was. And guys were getting their head banged to the ground every day. And coming back in, to, like, they were getting concussions in practice and playing the next day. Like, that happened for a long time. And there have been serious consequences. I'm not saying that we should allow that to happen. I don't want that to happen. That, that doesn't come close to happening anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. Uh, and this isn't the same situation as that. But what I'm trying to say is that I don't know that it's all doom and gloom either. Right? If he's unplugged for the rest of the year, and we're talking about nine months of recovery... At that point, nine months from now, it's okay to say that he's coming back in a fresh slate, unless there's serious permanent damage now, right? If there's already damage, uh, then I hope to God he never plays football again, and I hope he's taken care of forever. Uh, but if he's not permanently damaged today, I don't think we've seen the last of Tua. That's what I have to say about that. So, and I guess just to loop this back to our conversation, we brought up Jimmy G. If he doesn't play football again, the Dolphins make sense as a landing spot for Jimmy G because of the Mike McDaniel 49ers relationship. He knows who Jimmy G is. Jimmy G's injury was a bone. It was a bone fracture, right? It wasn't ligaments and stuff like that. It wasn't an ACL. Some, something like that. Yeah. So I I, Jimmy G should be good to go by next season. I would think. Um, and my, I mean, that spot would make sense. I think for Jimmy G. How cool. He's got his own nick. We call him Jimmy G. We don't call him Jimmy Garoppolo. We call him fucking Jimmy G. It's like that teacher that had the long last name that no one wanted to say. Like, just call me Mr. G. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Garoppolo doesn't sound cool. It's hard to no. say. There's a lot of syllables. Garoppolo. That's a four-syllable name, the G, dude. The G-Man does. That does sound really good. Like Swag Daddy. Yeah. Daddy. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. And I'm multitasking here. I'm trying to find, I guess it's irrelevant. I was trying to find the Mike McDaniel um, interview using. We talked about Lamar Jackson a couple weeks ago. Can we talk about Derek Carr? Talk about Derek Carr. How he's going to be in a Colts uniform next year? Oh my God. Oh, dude, stop. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, here we go. Matthew Berry. Did I. Did I read this to you? No, Matthew Berry tweet. You didn't. Someone photoshopped Derek Carr into a Colts uniform just to get ahead of the inevitable. Matthew Berry was joking because he's a fucking troll. He knew exactly what was going to happen. 
It hasn't happened. What do you mean? Nothing's happened. No, he, he was not the only one. I was clicking in. Twitter was going crazy for Derek Carr to the Colts next year. Is Derek Carr a free agent at the end of the season? Or are we talking about a potential trade here? No, we're talking about trade. Okay. Ugh. Listen, if I'll, I'll just say this right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, guys. I'm, I'm waiting. Sure. If the Colts don't draft a quarterback this year, I'm, I'm not going to be a Colts fan anymore. What are you talking about? I swear to God. Wow, I swear to wow, God. Wow. I don't care who they draft. I, I don't care who they draft. Just draft somebody, please. Please, God, just please draft somebody. <laughs> if we what do if another third round. If we do another, no, if we ask me that number five overall pick, I don't care if you spend it on a third round quality talent, just fucking draft somebody, please. If they don't, I'm done. I can't do it. I can't do the Derek Carr. I can't fucking do it. As cool as it sounds. It doesn't cool sound cool. Thing. Nothing about that cool. sounds cool. I like hey, the Derek good Carr, thing is, but the team it'll be fucking the fourth sucks. year in a row that the team does the same thing and expects different results. Isn't that the definition of <laughs> insanity? Yes, a, a psychopath, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Just, get a quarterback that the other team doesn't want anymore for whatever reason. I like him. I think he's better than what they think he is. Listen, I Let's want do, to see do it. So this is that's not what this is about. You of all fucking people, Daniel, you turned this into a Colts section now. You did uh, this. You put us uh, here. Yeah. This wasn't about the Colts at all. This was about where's Derek Carr going to go. You think he's going to go to Indianapolis, welcome. and I think you're a fucking idiot. There's no chance he's going to Indianapolis because they're never going to trade for a guy who can't win games with Devontae Adams. If he can't win do games with favor. Devontae Adams, why would you Do me a favor and just clip that little piece out that what you just said because you said there's no way they're going to trade for a guy. They've done it the last three years. Not They're for, not doing it again. They're dude. not doing it's that over. again. Now, here's what I would like to see. I, that's why I like Jimmy Garoppolo so much. They can just give him a check. They've got the money. Write him a fucking check for 25. You'd be excited no, with Jimmy Garoppolo no. I'd be Stop. fine with it. With using the fourth or fifth <laughs> or sixth overall pick on something else that we fucking desperately need. Clearly, the offensive line isn't working. Why not trade away a piece of this offensive line that we're overpaying and replace with a younger talent that might be able to get done with a new head coach and a better offensive mind with Jeff Saturday maybe being in the coaching staff but not the head coach He's anymore? A, oh, fuck. I mean, imagine. Imagine. Just imagine. Just sitting back here and watching this, this conversation burn. I love it. I started the Colts argument, and now you guys are just like fiery passion. And All I'm saying is. One, one of you thinks one thing, and the other one thinks the complete opposite. I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Dude, the Tony, the, the Band-Aid era is over. It's fucking over. I, I think... I don't disagree so with you. I don't disagree with you. I think Carson Wentz was a Band-Aid. He was coming off a bad year, and we thought we could turn him around. I think, what about Matt Ryan? I think that Matt Ryan was a Band-Aid. Band-Aid. Right, that was a Band-Aid. Philip Rivers wasn't necessarily a Band-Aid. Philip Rivers was a guy that they thought they could win games with, and he won he 11 games. Band-Aid. He won 11 he games. He <laughs> Sure. They made, a, they made a push to win games with... with uh, with Philip Rivers, and it worked. He won games. They were a playoff team. They lost the playoff game because of the, the play caller, right, that we ended up bitching about for the next two years after that. Imagine a couple of better plays against the Buffalo Bills. They almost beat the Bills in that game. You've already forgotten. But they were almost in the AFC title, sh- title game. They were that fucking close. And, and it was play calling that lost that game. Philip Rivers was, was a Band-Aid that could win. And I think there's a guy out there, a winner, Right? I don't want to find a project that we have to rehabilitate and, oh, Derek Carr, you're so, you're so much better than everybody says you are. That's my inner Chris Carter. Did you hear yes. that? 
It's not happening. I don't want that at all. I want a guy that can win a football game. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's going to Miami. Listen, Chris Bauer's going to be here next year, whether you like it or not. I love it. If he was, if he was going to get fired, he would have gotten fired along with Frank Reich. Oh, my God. This Chris is Bauer's going to be here. And this is going to be the first time Chris Bauer's had an opportunity to pick his coach and pick a quarterback. Out of the, like a quarterback to start with. Ooh. And the, it's going to be a new coach, a, a young quarterback. And as a Colts fan, we're going to have an excuse to be bad for three years, and there's going to be no bitching. It's going to be phenomenal. Do you bet they draft a quarterback or trade for one? They're going to draft one. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to Best Bets of the Week. This is the segment where Daniel and I square off every single week. We both pick four games to bet on. I pick the spreads. Daniel picks the over-unders. And at the end of the season, the guy with the best record uh, wins, and the loser takes shots on the podcast before the Super Bowl. Daniel, what are the current records? Um, I went 3-1 and one last week, and Corey, you went 4-0. Oh. Man, 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 man. And so my record is 44-22, and 22, and Corey, you are 35-28-1. and one. Let's go winning records. That's what we're looking for here. And I feel like we're far enough above 500 where you should be making some money. We both yep. found our stride here as of late, especially Daniel. I think he's only had one week at two and two over the last fucking Since three week months. six. Week six. He's been an absolute, he's been on absolute fire. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Uh, we'll get back to it this week. Hopefully we can make you some money. My first game of the week, Cleveland travels to Washington. Washington is starting Carson Wentz again this week. I think Carson Wentz will bring a little bit of juice. I think he's a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke. I think a lot of people would probably disagree with that. But Taylor Heineke doesn't really give you anything special. He's not a, he's not a bad option. But Carson Wentz has some experience. Um, I think he can bring you a little bit more. And Cleveland, with Deshaun Watson, have an absolute turds. They're not playing for anything. Uh, Washington has a playoff spot on the line. I think Cleveland's going to go in there with not a lot of juice, and Washington's going to have a bunch of juice. And I think Washington covers the one-and-a-half spread that they're favored by. Uh, I've got Washington minus one-and-a-half at home versus Cleveland. Yeah, they're still trying to make the playoffs, too. They're, they're still in the hunt, so it means yes. a lot more to them. Um, my first game this week, Steelers at Ravens. This one got flexed to Sunday night, and I'm very sorry about that because it's not going to be a good game. Um, the Ravens have hit the under in like seven or eight straight weeks, and this one will too. Um, Steelers are bad. Lamar Jackson is looking like he probably won't be back. Um, the over-under is sitting at 35 and a half for a reason, um, and I have been cashing these super low over-under bets on hitting the under, and the Ravens have just hit it every week. They, they know how to stay in grinder, low-scoring games and just hit field goals, so... Uh, 35 and a half. Give me the under. Uh, second game of the week, Buffalo travels to Cincinnati. This is probably the ball game of the week. This is, is the game. This is the game you want to show up for, have on your TV. Um, is it Monday night football? You just try to stay away from these. It is. It is Monday night football. Oh, yeah. what a game. What Come a on. Game. Scheduler's got it right. Finally. Whoa. Jesus. Monday night football. I hate betting primetime. I absolutely hate it. 88% of the money's in on the bills at minus one and a half. 67% of the public's on the Bengals plus one and a half. The line has moved from a pick 'em. 
and it's moved in favor of the public. They are now getting plus one and a half, and most of the public is betting on the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals plus one and a half because I like the I like the trends in the money. Uh, I like the Bengals more right now than Buffalo. They're at home. Um, I like the quarterback better right now. Josh Allen just had you know. He's a really good quarterback, but he just hasn't been at that elite level that he started the season at. And the swagger right now in Cincinnati is unbelievable. Give me Cincinnati plus one and a half. I think they're the better team. They're getting points. Give it, give it, give it to me. Cincinnati plus one and a half. Like it. Real quick um, to interrupt, I ran away to grab a beer. What was the first first two bets, Daniel? You said three and a half. What was that game? It's 35 and a half. Oh, sorry, 35 Steelers, and a half. Steelers at Ravens taking okay. the under. Okay, and then what was yours, Corey? Washington minus one and a half at home versus Cleveland. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. Uh, my second game, Colts at Giants. Talk about a snooze fest. Gonna be a bad game. Giants can't do anything. Colts have a good enough defense to keep them at bay. Um, Colts can't do anything on offense, and Giants have an okay defense. So recipe for just a disaster game. It's going to be in New York. So I'm betting it's going to probably be, you know, somewhere around 40 degrees or less. Um, the over under is actually more than the Ravens game, 38 and a half. Um, and I am very passionate about this game hitting the under. <laughs> Please take the under in this game. Uh, part of me really likes the Colts plus five and a half, but I'm just going to stay away. Uh, third game of the week, San Fran's at Vegas. Derek Carr has been sent to the nether realm for some reason. <laughs> I mean, so the, it came across my phone that uh, Stidham was going to start. And then I got another notification that Derek Carr was just leaving town. He's not even with the team at this point. So Derek Carr will not be Raider next year. Uh, that's not going to happen. San Francisco's a much better team. San Fran's the favorite right now at 10. Give me San Fran minus 10 at Vegas. Um, my next game here Cardinals at Falcons um, you can see a trend here I'm picking the bad games um, Arizona Cardinals offense has looked horrible Colt McCoy might be back but when you're deciding between Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley as your quarterbacks it's going to be a rough night um, and then we have Desmond Ritter who has not looked good on the other side and hardly any weapons. So there's only like one weapon in this entire game. Um, that's even worth watching on one each on each side of the ball. Deandre Hopkins, he had one catch last week and then, um, Tyler Algier on the Falcons side. So both of those one players on each side can't make up this 42 and a half over under. So I'm going to take the under on 42 and a half. We haven't had any games line up so far. Have we Daniel? Nope. We'll see if this one. Time. That means one of us is going to have a really shit week. Uh, <laughs> well, what's your last one? I've got Carolina at Tampa as my final game of the week. Nope. No, and we are this, not. This like is our only one this this year that we haven't had. Wow! A game. Wow! 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 wow. Yeah. Um, Tampa. Wait, I got an idea. Sorry. I got an idea. Let's mix it up. Let's both of you start since neither of you have the same game. Let's both of you start at the exact same time. So, Corey, you'll do your spread, and then Daniel, you do your over-under, but you'll just do it on top of each other. What do you think? Like talk at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can just listen back to it and hear it. 
we can listen to Daniel. I, I hate this idea. <laughs> I think it's a fun exercise. I think it'd be good. It'd be a practice in focus and discipline. Carolina travels to Tampa. Tampa's the three-point favorite here. <laughs> I thought it was a good idea. Uh, Carolina, they've got to win their next two games to make it into the playoffs. They've got a lot to play for here. Uh, but I think so does Tampa. They, you know, if Tampa loses this game, then, you know, it's in the hands of uh, Carolina next week, whether or not they win or lose their game. Both teams have a lot to play for. I think Tampa Bay is a better team. I think Tampa Bay is my Super Bowl favorite. I think Tampa Bay makes the playoffs. I've got Tampa Bay minus three at home versus Carolina. Cool. My last game of the week, um, Bears at Lions. We talked about how much we like watching the Lions, and then the Lions' defense is not very good. So anybody that plays them is usually going to have a pretty good week. And Justin Fields um, is kind of a one-man show right now on Chicago. Um, I do really like this game. I want as many pieces as I can get, you know, in, in fantasy. I think it's going to – there's going to be points put on the board. But 52-and-a-half was just too much for me. Um, I know I understand it's at the Lions. The Lions can put up points, especially against Chicago's defense. But Justin Fields is going to have to have one heck of a game to keep them in this um, against the Lions, who know that they're knocking on a, a, on a playoff opportunity here. Um, but just, yeah, it was the highest over-under of the week. Um, which I get, but I I didn't like it as much. Um, I wish that the Lions were playing a better offense. So um, 52 and a half, I am taking the under. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. I'm putting that in the parlay, yeah. which hit again last week, guys. So between the three of us, we you've got an opportunity here. So just, again, I've been taking, um, I've been taking the best bets of the week and then as we go through, I basically just listen to the arguments. If I'm convinced by one and it makes a lot of sense, then I'll throw it into a three-leg three, three leg parlay. Sometimes I do four. One day I got real greedy and I did five. Again, I don't ever recommend doing that unless you just know you're pissing your money away because that's exactly what happened. Like It just fell apart that week. Um, <laughs> but the three-leg parlays are hitting. They're hitting, guys. We hit again. We hit again last week. And for full disclosure, I cashed out. I got through the first, I got through the one o'clock games and both of those hit. And I was looking at my, in my mind. I was like, Hey, I spent 25 bucks. I can put 50 more on top of that back in my pocket. Heck, I'll take it. And I closed out, took it, walked away. Happy man. Made 50 bucks on a Sunday doing nothing at all. Uh, this week, 49ers minus 10 against the Raiders under 42 Cardinals Falcons under 52 bears lions. And the one that scares me the most is the Cardinals Falcons. I'm going to place it, but that actually does scare me. There's something in my gut that says this is one of those fluky games where if like a bad bad Falcons team blows up for 35 points, right? And and the Cardinals do just enough to lose the game and fuck up our bets. But I'm going to go ahead and do it. 25 bucks I've got to spend. Uh, that'll pay me $173 if those three legs hit. Whoa! Yep, I know, um, Tony, it's it's every given week is different. But, uh, yeah, the Falcons have put up in the last two weeks when Desmond Ritter has taken over um, nine points last week and 18 the week before. Yeah, I, and, I mean, uh, I liked it enough to bet yeah. it. I like it. I'm just saying of the, the three that were there, I actually feel more confident in the Niners minus 10, which I typically don't don't like losing double-digit points, but I felt more confident in that than I did in the spread on that game. That's all I'm saying. Okay. 
Yeah. But, yeah. You, but you're not wrong. I mean, what you're that's why I bet it is because the logic is there, right? It all adds up. It's just something telling me. Something as Corey would say, I got a feeling in my gut. Could it be a very similar game that we to the one that we saw Sunday night, Bucks Cardinals, nineteen to sixteen. That's what I can see this game being. All right. Anybody have anything else? There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three, three. So remember last week I put a fifth game in there just for myself on FanDuel. And I was talking about I didn't want to bet on the Browns game because the over-under was so low. But I have it in my FanDuel bets. Well, that one hit. Yeah. So I went four and one. (laughs) I was like, you mother. Josh Allen was, yeah, throwing into the end zone with four minutes left. And they scored two touchdowns right at the 